Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21. We are in episode 215, and today we're going to see a 3D preview of the Antichrist deception in the end times. And remember, we're using protology, the study of Genesis, and today is Genesis 3, to better understand the end times. The study of the end times is called eschatology, protology and eschatology. Before we get to Genesis, just a real quick mention of perhaps the most troubling chapter in all of the Bible about the end times is found in St. Paul's letter to the Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. It speaks of a great apostasy led by the Antichrist. Now, an apostasy means literally a falling away. So somebody who's a murderer, a robber, an atheist, or whatever, they're not falling away. They never were with Christ. To fall away means to fall away from Christ. And the Antichrist is going to be using an end times deception to basically cause people to fall away from Christ. Now, it's very troubling to me. In fact, it was so troubling to me when I discovered this, I couldn't even sit at my desk. I had to just pace for a while. And it's this, 2 Thessalonians 2, this chief passage in the Bible warning us of this end-time deception and falling away is not in the Catholic lectionary right now. And so somebody might say, well, maybe we really don't need to know this stuff. But hear this, these two letters, 1 and 2 Thessalonians, were written to a very young Catholic church to converts to the Catholic faith. This was part of their initial instruction, and St. Paul saw fit that this was part of their initial catechesis to know what was going to happen before the return of Christ. And so it needs to be included today, because if we ignore it, then we could be setting ourselves up for deception. So again, we're using protology, the study of Genesis, to understand eschatology, to understand the end times. And the benefit of Genesis chapter 3, it shines this very bright spotlight on the precise strategy that will be used by the Antichrist and his demonic host during the end times. So, and not just the end end times, uh, even leading up to the end times. So, what is the main strategy that encompasses all of these deceptions that he will be using? I'm going to go to the words of Jesus in John chapter 8 and verse 44, where Jesus says he, referring to the devil, devil, was a murderer from the beginning and has nothing to do with the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks according to his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. The main strategy that the devil will use and Antichrist 
will be lies because they don't have any truth in them. That's the very nature. And in 2 Thessalonians 2, talking about those who perish through falling away or apostasy, St. Paul says, because they refuse to love the truth. And if you refuse to love the truth, you are opening yourself up to be deceived by lies. There are three lies in Genesis chapter 3 that were used by the devil to deceive our first parents that will re-emerge with a powerful worldwide deception in the end times. And here they are. It's only in five verses in Genesis 3, starting in verse 1. Now the devil was more subtle than any other wild creature that the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, did God say? That's the first lie. Because what he is doing is questioning the truth of God's word. Did God say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit fruit of the trees of the garden, but God says, you shall not eat the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, here comes the second lie, you will not die. For God knows, verse 5, that when you eat of it, Your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. The third lie. Did God say, questioning the truthfulness of God's word, then you will not die, taking the questioning to the denial of God's word, and then finally... uh, denying there's such a thing as moral absolutes and divine divine authority, man wanting to become like God, the ultimate form of idolatry. Now, it's important to know from other scriptures, these are the three lies, and we actually have another couple of broadcasts. We're going to get into each of these lies, but you need to be able to recognize who will be delivering the three big lies to God's flock to cause them to fall away. Now, the ones delivering these lies are wolves. Jesus said in Matthew 7, 15, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. So the wolves are not the new atheists. It's not Obama. It's not Vladimir Putin. It's not the fake media. It's not Kim Jong-un. It's wolves in sheep's clothing. Sheep's clothing means the Christian garb. You might say today that would be clerical garb, professor's garb, or an author who looks like a Christian, but inwardly, Jesus says, are ravenous wolves underneath the misleading external appearance is a wolf 
ready to devour you. Our parking lot here at the Family Life Center needs resealing over the asphalt. And it's pretty obvious. I actually had a, a bid already made on it. And somebody rang our doorbell and was willing to do our parking lot, just showed up. And he said, I have this extra uh, material available and I can do your parking lot for $2,500. And it sounded really good. It was a little cheaper than others. And I thought, okay. And the guy was in this special kind of um, fluorescent vest, safety vest, but he had a big ichthys fish, a symbol of and Jesus on his vest. And then around his neck, he had what appeared to be at least the remnants of a rosary. Now, he didn't know that I knew that most people who wear a Jesus vest, ichthys vest like this, usually don't wear a rosary. It's, it's kind of like one is maybe a fundamentalist or an evangelical Protestant would wear the vest and a Catholic would wear the rosary, and not too many people wear both. And it just kind of gave me a pause. So I went to the internet, and lo and behold, Better Business Bureau uh, gave me the exact line, the very words that this firm has used on other people. The exact amount that he quoted to me was $2,500. And then after he got done, these people would give a bill for $40,000 to the homeowners or to the business, and they would you know, dispute it. And he says, okay, we'll settle at $9,000. Okay. Uh, that's a wolf <laughs> willing to do parking lot work. There are wolves in the church. Jesus Christ warned about wolves that look great. And if you have itching ears and you want the new morality, they'll tell you and give you all kinds of very intellectually satisfying reasons why you don't have to obey God's commands. The context to Jesus warning about the wolves in Matthew 7, right before that, he goes, enter the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and road is easy that leads to destruction. You want the broad way, the easy way? There are always teachers, clergy, authors, speakers, broadcasters who will tell you the broad way. And Jesus warned against them. Now, not just Jesus, St. Paul. And you're not supposed to get rattled about this. If you've been warned, and Jesus knew this, this is part of Christian living, is loving the truth and not listening to lies. St. Paul said in Acts 20, when he was about to finish up his missionary tours, he said that, I know after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And where will they come from? From among your own selves will arise men speaking perverse things. Therefore, be alert. So you want to be alert to lies. You want to know the truth of God's word. So when you hear something like say, no, that, that just doesn't mesh. Uh, there's no hell. Or if there is a hell, we don't know if really anybody's going to be there. Maybe not even Judas. And you think, Hmm, that sounds a little fishy to me. And don't be shocked that you hear somebody in sheep's clothing say something that's really revealing the inner nature of a wolf. And also, our first pope, 
St. Peter said in his second epistle, St. Peter 2 and verse 1, he said, false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. Verse 2, and many will follow their licentiousness. In other words, free sex, not a problem. Homosexual relationships, activity, not a problem. And St. Peter says, because of them, the way of truth will be reviled, and they will bring upon themselves swift destruction. This is exactly what's going on. I just read today that there's some bishops and clergy in Germany want to change the teaching of the Catechism of the Catholic Church, which very explicitly says that Christians cannot and should not be engaging in homosexual activity. He wants that changed. Well, Jesus warned us, St. Paul warned us, St. Peter warned us, there will be false prophets coming. Wolves in sheep's clothing, don't be rocked, just have a firm love for the truth, and it will be these type of lies, the broad way, don't worry about it, uh, the new sexual morality is fine, these are all teachings of wolves, just don't have anything to do with it, and love the truth. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 215 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy, visit us online at luke21.com.